Well, hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Dr. Joe Galati podcast, broadcasting high above the Texas Medical Center in Houston, purveyor of all things related to the liver, health and wellness, nutrition, food and cooking, and all-around doctor banter and witty repartee with our experts that visit us. Our website is drjoegalati.com. If you'd like to send me a note, subscribe to our newsletter, or even see me as a patient. If you want to call and be part of the program, dial us at 888-438-9431. And now, on with the podcast. Coming to you live from Houston, Texas, home to the world's largest medical center. This is Your Health First, the most beneficial health program on radio with Dr. Joe Galati. During the next hour, you'll learn about health, wellness, and the prevention of disease. Now, here's your host, Dr. Joe Galati. Showing up in person every Sunday evening at 7 o'clock, I am indeed Dr. Joe Galati. Thank you very much for tuning in. The radio you are listening to, or your smart device, is tuned into Your Health First. We're here every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m., bringing all of you the finest information with regard to health and wellness making you better consumers of healthcare. We are trying to keep you out of the emergency room, out of the hospital, out of the doctor's office, of course, unless it is for routine maintenance, right? We, we're all about prevention. We don't want the wheels to come spinning off and then you say, whoa, something is wrong with me. An ounce of prevention goes a long way. An apple a day or a zucchini a day keeps the doctor away. If you're not eating zucchini, broccoli, carrots, eggplant, onions, and you're eating junk out of a box, candy bars, cake, processed foods, not enough fiber, you will end up in the doctor's office, in the ER, in the hospital, subjecting yourself to some kind of procedure, which we don't want. I see this every day. I am a practicing physician many, many years. I've got a lot of experience. I have seen it all. Nothing at all phases me. Nothing. And I've been able to learn from this and share it with you. Our website, drjoegalati.com, drjoegalati.com. How do you spell my last name? G-A-L-A-T-I. The translation in Italian is ice cream. Dr. Ice Cream. DrJoeGalati.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Send me an email. Many of you do that each week. Some interesting comments. And do not be afraid to send me ideas on topics you'd like to hear about. There are... Every week, 
people send me all sorts of interesting ideas. And of course, take a look at all of our social media that we have there, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, lots of videos that we have that you could see in old um, old uh, segments of, of the program dating back to 2003, every Sunday. All right. So uh, what we have on the program tonight, good friend of mine, Dr. Mike Wilson. His first name is James, but he goes by Mike. Good guy. And he is a cardiologist here in the Texas Medical Center. And one thing that we've spoken about before is in the era of COVID, people are still and I'm very respectful of this, they are still concerned about coming to an emergency room, an urgent care center, your doctor's office, going for a procedure or a scan of some kind, going for blood work. And so as a result, there is a state of self-neglect. So you may be having a pain, a symptom that, that you probably know deep down inside is, is not right. There's something wrong. But yet, because of COVID, that concern overrides common sense, and you do not go to the ER. You do not call your doctor. You, you, you don't want to be near this place. And so what happens is we are seeing an absolute true catastrophe around the country. And this is not unique to Texas. There are less people coming in with heart attacks, less people coming in with acute gallbladder attacks. People that have appendicitis are sitting at home trying to nurse it with a few Motrin and Tylenol, thinking that it's going to go away. Well, I hate to say it's not going to go away, depending on the case, of course. A little bit of food poisoning, a little bit of acid reflux, that may go away, but chest pain, shortness of breath, some serious stuff. You, you, you have to understand what is at risk here. And stay tuned for Dr. Wilson, Dr. Mike Wilson. He's probably one of the most articulate physicians that can explain both at the professional level to colleagues and also to the lay public. And that is a great a great gift. So Dr. Mike Wilson is is coming up. Don't forget, go to drjoegalati.com. All right, so in the last uh, few minutes here, what, I'm, what I want to talk about is, and I have always been sort of a um, fan of first aid and safety. I am a very cautious person by nature. And I think that is what definitely drew me into medicine. And there are a handful of summer health hazards that you all need to be aware about because here it is. Well, kids are home. Kids are home from school, college. People are on vacation. I know this whole COVID thing is, is screwing everything up, but people are out and about. The weather is good. So a handful of things to worry about. Number one, there is definitely during the summer an uptick of lawnmower injuries. Okay, so everybody wants this perfect looking lawn and flower beds. You got your lawnmower out there and um, there's some irresistible desire to stick your hand 
into the chute to pull out grass that gets stuffed in there, okay? Well, it's not going to affect me. I know where the blade is. Chunk, fingers, hand, wrist is gone. So obviously, do not stick your hand anywhere on top, below the lawnmower with it running. Number two, keep kids away from lawnmowers, whether it's a push mower or a riding mower. Kids, you know, this is not a go-kart. A lawnmower is, a riding lawnmower is not a go-kart. If if you're looking for an accident to happen, stick a two-year-old on a lawnmower. They get thrown off, run over. It is not good. So be careful with that. The next thing is boating accidents. And of course, the main driver of of accidents is mixing boating and booze, alcohol. People, uh, you know, what do you do? You 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 bring multiple six-packs, all kinds of liquor, and you're out there in the sun. You're fishing, jumping off. It is a great time until you lose control and you crack into the pier or get out of control or somebody falls overboard and you forget them. It's a disaster. So many of these boating accidents that you read about, the people are intoxicated. The other thing is people don't either have life jackets or they don't wear them or they don't know how to get them. The other thing is if you're out on the water, you should have the basic understanding of first aid and CPR, cardiopulmonary resuscitation. All right, a few more things. Dehydration. Everybody's outside. You don't bring enough water. Uh... Drink plenty of fluids, you know. All you have to do is drink water. You don't have to get anything fancy. And uh, rehydrating does not include beer and margaritas that you make, okay? Uh, you have to watch out for sunburn. Um, that If that's going to make, if there's anything that's going to make a bad day, it's get sunburn. So you want to wear sunscreen, uh, certainly long sleeve shirts, wide-brimmed hats, and sunglasses. The other thing is, which a lot of people don't realize, bee bites, bees and, and wasps. Um, three in 100 adults in the United States or nearly 7 million people have life-threatening allergies to insect stings, according to the Journal of Allergy and Clinical Immunology. Okay, so be careful about that. If you're allergic to bees, don't go looking for bees. Um uh, what else we got here? Uh, let's see. We got sunburn, uh, firework safety. That's a little after the fact with the 4th of July. Uh, and then really the last thing is uh, food poisoning. I did not realize 300,000 people each year go to the hospital uh, for food poisoning, and it peaks during the summer months. So you have to be careful. So these are the Uh, guidelines. First of all, if you have anything with mayonnaise, dairy, or eggs, or any kind of meat, it's at risk for going bad. Now, to prevent food poisoning, the U.S. Department of Agriculture gives the following advice. Wash your hands as well as all surfaces where food's going to be prepared. Number two, wrap raw meat separately from other food items. You don't want your hamburgers and sausage Mixing around with your salad. That's a disaster. Uh, Last thing, you've got, you know, if you can, it's a little nerdy, bring a meat thermometer out with you. 
You don't want to grill or burn your burgers on the outside, but yet the meat is raw on the inside. Steaks should be cooked to a minimum temperature of 145 degrees on the inside, ground beef and pork to 160, and poultry to 165. And last thing, you want to keep everything refrigerated as long as possible. There's so many different types of cooler packs, coolers, igloos, all sorts of stuff that you want to keep your food cool with. And certainly once you get home, put all of it in the refrigerator. Okay, there you go. Have a fun summer. Don't anybody get hurt. All right, a few more uh, items to talk about when I come back. And then a little later on, Dr. Mike Wilson is going to be talking about cardiology, cardiac signs and symptoms that you all need to be aware of. And for Pete's sake, if you're having any kind of a problem, don't sit home during this COVID pandemic. I'm Dr. Joe Galati, drjogalati.com. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. When I think back on all the crap I learned in high school, it's a wonder I can think at all. Welcome back, everybody. Dr. Joe Galati. I have always liked this song. It's uh, an Elton John song from the 70s, obviously. Grow some funk of your own. I don't know why I've always liked this. It's an interesting little song. She looks the that I had to meet. I was ready to approach her with my Look, we learn about health and wellness on this program, Your Health First, but I try to intermix a little bit of music. Some people like it, some don't. I am the host. I get to play my music, and that's okay. Your Health First and our website, drjogalati.com. drjogalati.com. Every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m. broadcasting from... Our home base, 740 KTRH here in Houston, the Texas Medical Center, and around the nation on the iHeartRadio app. So if you're on vacation, you're taking a road trip, and you say, man, it's 7 o'clock in Houston, Dr. Joe Galati, we will be there for you. Coming up next, Dr. Mike Wilson. First name is really James. He likes to go by Mike, whatever. If you're looking him up on the web, James Wilson, call me Mike, cardiologist, and we're going to be talking about signs and symptoms of heart disease or a heart problem that you all need to be aware about. Now, speaking of signs and symptoms, uh, rather sad this week, a patient of mine passed away. I got a phone call from their family that they uh, had passed. 
And it's a very illustrative case in that it was somebody that I saw several years ago for a liver problem. And I would say at that time, the liver problem was not all that severe, but they did not follow up as we had talked about. And the general condition of their liver at the time warranted probably a once a year, once every 18 month check-in just to see how they were doing to say that they to see that they were on course, didn't have new symptoms, monitor how they were doing and continue to educate and and um, direct. That is it. We, we are into educating patients and, and helping them along and modifying other other issues that they have. Well, for a combination of reasons, they did not show up until a few months ago. Out of the blue, five years later, they show up. Abdominal pain, abnormal blood work, abnormal imaging of the abdomen. And this person had a cancer. It turned out that it was cancer. And on on review, in, in, in speaking with them, they had indeed been very symptomatic. Problems with digestion, heartburn, changes in their bowels. They were constipated. Then they had diarrhea. They had uh, unexplained weight loss for months, and I mean months. Now, they did not immediately seek out advice. They did not seek out counsel from anybody. Family around them were not necessarily picking up on it. They were not questioning. Like, hey, how come your eyes are yellow? How come you're losing weight? What's that all about? How come you're you're complaining of stomach pain? And by the time we saw them and got the whole picture, it was way too far advanced. And in a matter of about six, eight weeks, the person perished and died. But the message here, everybody, listen to your body. If you have abdominal pain, if something is not right, for Pete's sake, Pick up the phone and call somebody you trust, one of your healthcare providers. It really is very important. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. And Dr. Mike Wilson is in the wings. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Dr. Joe Galati. And in a matter of a news break, traffic and weather here on KTRH, my voice, I don't know what happened. I, I, I promise you all I am not smoking, uh, but my voice just went sour in, in the last 10 minutes or so. But anyway, don't forget, drjogalati.com is our website. And as promised, Dr. Mike Wilson, cardiologist, no stranger to your health first, is here in the studio tonight. And we're going to be talking about heart disease and COVID and people not coming to the ER. So 
Mike, thanks very much for coming up tonight. All right. Thank you for having me. So you are a cardiologist. Why don't, why don't you first set the stage to say, as a cardiologist, a range of heart abnormalities that you, uh, you take care of every day? Well, sure. The uh, range varies uh, from the very minor to people with elevated blood pressure who need a little bit of medicine to the very major, someone who's having chest discomfort that might be a heart attack and something that's imminently fatal. So there's quite a wide range within heart disease. Now, you know what one of the missions of, of this program is to educate the public, and it's people may not realize that because they have diabetes or family history of heart disease or high cholesterol and triglycerides or they're overweight, they may not fully appreciate their own risk factor for heart disease. And when they develop some weird symptom that they may not quite understand, they don't sort of put the dots together to say, hey, wait a second, this may be my heart. So, so how would you assess or talk to everybody tonight about various conditions you have, risk factors, family, and put it in the context of heart disease and what everybody needs to be thinking? That's a great point. Uh, all of us do the same thing. We say, well, I feel good. Things are going okay. I feel just fine. So when something new rises up, the first thought is, well, let me just wait and see this, if this will go away. So a realistic approach to your own health is the first big step. And one of those things is, as you pointed out, one is look at your age. If you're over the age of 45, you're in the at-risk group. If you smoked, you know you're in the at-risk group, even though you may not want to admit it. High blood pressure, diabetes, those are the things that say, I'm at risk for heart attack or other problems. So when a new symptom arises, it should be taken seriously. Now, do you, do you find that the, the public that you're seeing within the context of heart disease, they have a good appreciation of this? Or are they, when, when you sit down and have that talk with them to say, look, this, this may be your heart, are they shocked when they say, well, gee, I've got prediabetes, I'm 25 pounds overweight, and I smoked in college? Are they, are they, do they realize they say, oh, yep, I knew it, or they say, really? Having prediabetes and a family history really puts me at that much risk, Dr. Wilson? Well, fortunately, the uh, public education has gone a long way, and most people do kind of generally have an idea. What a lot of people don't recognize is the symptoms don't stand up and wave a red flag. So half the people who have a heart attack later look back and say, but I thought it was going to hurt more than that. So the symptoms of pressure, tightness, chest discomfort that's worse when you exercise or when you get excited or get angry, those are things that might be the heart. And it doesn't always stand up and wave a flag and say, I'm a heart attack. You know, a lot of people may, like you said, they may think that crushing chest pain, radiating, radiating down their left arm, I don't know if that's textbook and everybody's going to walk in with that. That's true. In fact, if you take everybody who has a heart attack, 
There's a wide range of the symptoms reported. Some people say, well, I had terrible chest discomfort. Others say, I just couldn't breathe and I got very sweaty or I got very nauseated. So it's not always the classic presentation. So if you feel something that's limiting your physical activity or that when you become stressed or angry begins to limit or scare you, that's the time to take note. All right, what we're going to do, we're going to have a little drill right here. So I'm going to give you a condition, disease, risk factor, and tell me what heart issue this person may have. Let's just start off overweight. Somebody is overweight. What's their the two or three heart issues that may plague them? High blood pressure, number one, two, and three, and all the sequelae that go with it. Okay. How about if you're a smoker? If you're a smoker, you're at high risk for virtually every cardiovascular disease, in particular heart attack and stroke. All right. How about diabetes? And a lot of people out there are just a touch of diabetes. No, not too bad. Dr. Wilson, it's not that bad. I just got a touch of diabetes and me and my doctor, we're watching it. And I hate that term. We're watching it. You know, it's like watching smoke come out of your upstairs bedroom. You know, we're just we're just watching it. So either pre-diabetes, a touch of diabetes, or a card-carrying case of diabetes. What are their heart risk factors? The smoke coming out of the window is a perfect analogy. Having diabetes is a is a physiological state that carries more weight than just your blood sugar. So once it once you're abnormal, you are just plain abnormal. And the thing that gets you if you're diabetic is heart attack by far and away. Now, are all of the, you know, smoking, overweight, diabetes, you're talking about heart attack, cardiovascular disease, plaque in the arteries. What about stroke? Stroke, before we developed a way of treating high blood pressure, stroke was really the number one killer. So when high blood pressure and all of the attendant risk factors are ignored, it is still one of the major risks that you face. Now, symptom-wise, the things that people complain of, if you had to, you had only one symptom, one complaint that everybody out there tonight in Radioland knows about to think, wait a second, this could be my heart. Now, I'll let you have issue number two, three, and four, but the number one complaint, the number one observation would be what? Discomfort. Where? In your chest. The, the most important thing is that it's not always pain. In fact, the term angina that we use medically is actually translated as anguish. It's a sensation of something is badly wrong. It's not always pain. What would you say after this pain or discomfort? Shortness of breath. The, okay. The heart's job is to deliver, and when it can't deliver, you become short of breath. So if you're out there and you have this chest discomfort, an uneasy feeling, and you're short of breath, that is a warning sign. That is a warning sign. That is something that you need help in deciding whether or not it's serious or not. Don't trust yourself and just hope that it's going to go away because it may. And when it comes back next time, that may be the last time. Now, I would, I would say, and we've, we've shared many, many patients over the years, that 
patients by nature, they may not be the most sophisticated from a medical research standpoint. They're not reading all the articles, but they sort of know that chest pain, chest discomfort is not good. They attribute it to GI symptoms, heartburn, indigestion, that double bean burrito they had. That's why I'm having chest pain and shortness of breath. Comment on that. It's very common that people will find any available excuse to explain away discomfort as something other than their heart. And it's primarily because we all do the same thing. We want this not to be serious, fatal, or something that actively interferes with our lifestyle. Right. So it is, it's denial. It is denial. No question. We got to get over denial. All right, Mike, we're going to take a quick break. I am with Dr. Mike Wilson, cardiologist. His website, HoustonMDs.org, to find out more about Mike Wilson. I'm going to ask you why your name is James and why we call you Mike. But we'll, we'll get, you know, we'll, we may have to get your family on the phone. Anyway, I'm Dr. Joe Galati. I am going to get a um, glass of water and uh, see if I can get my voice back in tune. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m. I usually do not have a hoarse voice. And I promise my cardiology friend here, Dr. Mike Wilson, that I am not smoking. There's no camels around me. But anyway, go to drjogalotti.com. Find out about Dr. Mike Wilson and his practice. You can go to houstonmds.org to find out more about Dr. Wilson and his uh, cardiology practice. So for everybody that may be uh, just joining us now, final segment of Your Health First for this Sunday evening. The main reason for having Dr. Wilson up here and to talk about this is that not only in heart disease, but in other specialties, patients are staying away. They are not feeling well. They are sick. They have symptoms. Some could be serious and life-threatening. And they're not coming, they're not calling because of COVID. They are afraid to go to the ER, they're afraid of catching it, go for a procedure, go for a chest X-ray. And so a lot of attention has been made with heart disease and the number of heart attacks that are being seen in the ER are down. So Dr. Mike Wilson, welcome back again. Give everybody a 30,000 foot view of what you have been hearing, what has been published and talked about. Uh, Joe, thanks. Thanks again for having me. The change that's come about due to COVID is that uh, we see, we hear a lot on the news and elsewhere about the risk of COVID. And it is indeed a risk. Uh, each time we go out, when we're around other people, there's a risk of contracting an illness and it could have problems. The problem is that uh, some people are placing a bit too much associated risk on the virus and not paying attention to the clear and present dangers that many of them have. For example, if I have heart disease and I begin to have chest discomfort, I know I've got a problem. That's a clear and present danger. 
For that person, COVID is more of a distant and much lower risk problem. However, having been on the news, a lot of us weigh things improperly. So right. we don't quite see with the right perspective and fear of the virus outweighs fear of what's actually happening. To, to talk in numbers, if you are 60 years old, have diabetes and overweight, like you explained in the prior section segment, and you're having this chest discomfort and shortness of breath, as a non-cardiologist, and you may say, well, this is a, you're, you're underplaying it, you've got better than a 50-50 chance of having a heart attack. You may have a one in 10,000 chance of getting COVID. So, and, and again, these are rough numbers, but try to put it into perspective. I like this clear and present danger. Something bad may happen to you compared to the COVID where it's a very low likelihood that something's going to happen. It's a very good point. If you, if you start from the premise that let's say you're 55 years old, you have high blood pressure and you have diabetes and you begin to have chest discomfort that you can't explain. Right there, you're at roughly about a 4 out of 10 chance that your heart's the source of your symptoms. If it is, then you look at about a 30-day risk, somewhere between 1 in 20 and 1 in 6, mm -hmm. of dying or permanent disability because of your heart disease. On the other side of that, if you contract COVID, if you contract COVID, your risk of very serious illness is much lower than that. So going out of your house and taking the risk of contracting COVID because of your concerns for a uh, heart ailment is worth that risk. You know, I and the trouble that I have, and I've, I've had this problem from the beginning of COVID. We are talking about the number of people that die every day from COVID. And each, each one of these deaths is tragic. I am not in any way underplaying, be it an older person from a nursing home or a 50-year-old or you know the rare 30-year-old that runs a marathon that we hear dies of COVID. And that, though, cannot overshadow our thinking of the hundreds of thousands of people that die every year from heart disease That's or are dying from liver disease or they are dying of lung disease related to smoking. We are hyper-focused on the, and, and again, it, it, it sounds very cold to say this, you know, the 300 people that are going to die of COVID today compared to the thousands that die each day of heart attack and stroke and cancer and stuff like that. That's true. It, it, it's, uh, I think, in large part because this is new. It's a big change. Any rapid change is very noticeable. What's happened with heart disease, let's take hypertension, for example, is it is so common, it's so prevalent, and so lethal that it's kind of fallen into the background, and we somewhat ignore the risk associated if you leave your blood pressure 160, 180, the risk of untreated hypertension is far greater than virtually any other illness. Yeah. Now, the main thing that 
gets people in trouble is waiting. Okay, they're gonna sit this out. They're gonna check. They're gonna sit out the chest pain, sit out the shortness of breath, sit out the um, difficulty walking, whatever the symptom may be. What what happens when people wait and they don't get that immediate cardiac intervention? What happens? Yeah, the saying in business, time is money. Right. Well, uh, when it comes to heart disease, if you're having a heart attack, time is muscle. Uh, a heart attack occurs because an artery fills up with a blood clot rapidly. Usually over 15 or 20 minutes, blood flow stops. At 20 minutes, heart muscle cells start to die, and the clock is ticking from that point forward. That's the time where if you get the artery open, you can save the day. And those first few hours are critically important in you living a long, healthy, and risk-free life, or happy life, uh, or having permanent disability because of a heart attack. Yeah. So in the last two minutes here, Dr. Mike Wilson, for people listening tonight, and they are concerned, and we're not going to be able to flip anybody's concern tonight, but what is the rationale you want to give them, the common sense approach to how to really handle new symptoms, chest pain, shortness of breath, uneasy feeling in the chest, and what they should do if this happens to them? The first and most important thing is if you don't know, ask somebody who does. If you're thinking that you have some symptoms that may be related to your heart and you're not sure, the best thing is not to wait it out and just hope it'll go away. Uh, the best thing is to call somebody with some training and run it by them. You can still use the telephone. So you're saying call your doctor. Call your doctor, absolutely. Including your family practitioner, your internist, gynecologist, other specialists you see. Your, your, prim yeah. your primary care physician is always the best first choice, and then you can go from there. Right. Now, what about getting in the car and just heading to the local urgent care center? If you're having symptoms that are coming and going, and right now you feel fine and say, boy, I just don't want to cause anybody bother, remember that the heart sometimes changes, turns on a dime. So that if you're having symptoms, let's say you've had a period of chest discomfort and breathlessness, and you're not sure, the best thing to do is call 911. I would agree. I would agree. Mike, it's been great as always. You articulate complicated things better than anybody. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. And so, again, the message for tonight, don't sit at home if you have a new symptom. And this could be abdominal pain, unexplained vomiting. Uh, don't sit it out. And especially, the, as, as Dr. Wilson said, the most deadly thing, the clear and present danger is we don't want people with heart disease or risk factors for heart disease to sit home. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. I gotta work on my voice, my goodness. Um, don't forget drjoegalati.com. We'll see you next Sunday evening. And if you're sick, get it looked at. Don't sit at home. Take care. Have a great night. Thanks for listening today to our podcast. Don't forget, for more information, check out drjoegalati.com. Information about my book, Eating Yourself Sick, is available there, as well as our clinical practice, radio program, and social media links. We need you to be part of our tribe and community. Until we meet again, I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Ciao.